Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. Here we are with an exclusive episode. Kind of a timely episode. Yeah, sort of a we need to talk about this right now episode. So very excited to be here and some recent developments that we we definitely need to address. So here's what happened. Netflix worked with Entertainment Weekly and they released eight exclusive first look photos from season three of Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, Jason, if you had any knowledge, you may be more well-versed than me in this. Right now, where we are in space and time, as far as what, we're about uh, a month and a half or- Literally a month. Yes, exactly. As far as what we've gotten from Cobra Kai or Netflix, is this where we would normally be or do you think they're actually holding out on us? I don't know. It's kind of tough to answer because YouTube was doing season one and season two. And I didn't find out about Cobra Kai until it had already released season two and then did a deep dive and then recruited you and the rest is history. But as far as Netflix prepping for a show, this is uncommon ground. I mean, of course, let's go back to the documentary I produced, Glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That spawned that TV show on Netflix entitled Glow. Oh, yeah. And I was super excited to think that one of my documentaries helped spawn this show. And they did a little bit of teasers here and there, but they would probably drop one thing before every season, like a little video, like a teaser trailer, much like they did for Cobra Kai season three back in September. Yes. So as we're getting closer, I think they're going to maybe put a few more things out due to the success of Cobra Kai. Maybe we're in uncharted territory here. I don't know. I mean, I do know that unfortunately, Glow season four was put on hold or paused, or maybe it's never going to happen now. Due to the pandemic and Netflix is letting a lot of shows go, mm. which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, maybe they're milking their champions. I don't know. So this is kind of new to me too. And I would not be surprised if you see more things come out as we get up to two weeks out, one week out, what have you. Okay. So basically the pandemic and the subsequent shutdowns, it's, it is not business as usual for anyone, including TV producers and these platforms such as YouTube or here, Netflix. Right. We are a month out, so they dropped this today. It's it's no accident that it came out today. And uh, I mean, surely they're going to do another something just to prep everybody. The show was such a hit. I mean, not many shows hold the first place rating that long. It was in rare company. So don't be surprised what comes next. Well, actually, I just realized that this information could have been available a little while ago to the press, but what they do, uh, for those of you who are not in the know, and I say this because I don't share this much, but in addition to being a toy collector, an MMA fan, a stand-up comic, as I'm billed for the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, I was also a newspaper editor for a while. One thing that the powers that be does, particularly uh, TV or movie producers, is they put embargoes on information or, or articles. So it's quite possible that the producers of Cobra Kai released this information to Entertainment Weekly a few weeks ago. And they tell them, do not release this information to the public until this date. So the producers of Cobra Kai decide when we all get this information. Yeah. And so now we can talk about what this is exactly. It's eight photos, stills, if you will, from video clips. And who knows what episode? We have no idea. Just a little bit of wetting the palette, if you will. 
And everybody was excited, lots of buzz on the internet. And I quickly reached out to you and said, hey, we got to cover this. And so here we are. Jason, I definitely want to give a shout out because we're talking about an article. The writer of the article, Kristen Baldwin. Kristen, if you're out there, I want to tell you, you did a great job here. This is one of those examples where less is more. All this is is a headline, an opening paragraph, and then photo captions. And each photo caption has a little subheadline. For those fans who are out there and reading all of the articles, there, there's been a lot of press about Cobra Kai the last several months. But let me tell you, a lot of horrible articles, poorly written pieces. This one here that we're talking about today is very well done. I totally agree, Sal. And thank you for crediting her. Amazing job. And yeah, it was real easy to read, easy to move through and get the information. So kudos. All right, let's jump in. You ready? I'm all set. So photo number one is entitled The Karate Men. And we see Johnny Lawrence, John Kreese, and Daniel LaRusso. And Sal, they're all sitting like side by side. You have Johnny, Kreese in the middle, Daniel on the right. And it looks like they're in movie theater seats or something. It's very, very interesting. I, I'm not sure what's going on here. Maybe this is a callback to the Koala Kai ad when John Kreese is going to go to see a movie with Johnny, but now Daniel tags along. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> this Kreese is the worst third wheel in dating history. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out where this was too, because at, at first I'm looking, I'm staring at this photo. I'm, tr I'm trying to be a, a detective here. At first, I thought maybe they, it, it looks like movie theater seats. Are they at a cinema or are they watching theater? But you look at everybody's expression. Everybody right. looks miserable, including the extras in the background. Nobody's <laughs> happy in this photograph. Surely, they would have a little more joyous expressions if they're watching a theater production. Uh, it kind of looks like they might be on a jury. So I'm kind of thinking that they are actually in court in this photograph right here. But the question then becomes, even if they are in court, why would they be sitting together? Why why are they sitting like this? You have to ask yourself that question. It's true. And that's a really good point. They very well could be in court. They're obviously not at a movie theater. Just at first glance, it looks like that. And you have Johnny. He's a little more focused and alert, I would say, by looking at his expression. And then his hands, if you notice all their hands are doing different things. His fingers are intertwined and he has them all tightly held together. And then you see Crease, and he has his head slightly cocked and looking a little bit disinterested. He has like prayer hands, but yet like in a downward position. And then you have Daniel who's, he doesn't even want to be there by the looks of him. He's got some sort of clipboard that he's holding with all of his fingers in a very tight manner. So they all look uncomfortable. They all have different expressions, but you're right. Maybe it is court and they're hanging on their seats for what's happening. Maybe Robbie's being arraigned. But yeah, even if this is the case, why are they sitting together and why is Crease in the middle of them? <laughs> I have no earthly idea. Is this seat taken? I looked at uh, Daniel LaRusso. He has some sort of paperwork or you know yeah. information in his hands. And then the extra couple rows back has the same. He has his case in his hand, essentially. I have only deduced that this is some sort of courtroom scene. I don't know what else it would be here. Yeah, no, I agree. You might be right with that. It already tells me a lot of things that Johnny is back from wherever he went, that he didn't kill Kreese for taking over Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah. at least not yet. 
And they're all on some sort of good terms because at least they can be this close to each other, even in a place of law, if that's where they are. It just gets me super excited to see the three pack together. In fact, this should be a NECA toy that we can get. <laughs> this would be the courtroom three pack by NECA, Johnny, Crease, and Daniel. And I do find it interesting that we have an extra seated behind Johnny, an extra seated behind Crease, but we don't have anyone seated behind Daniel. I wonder if that was intentional. I think it's just placements of extras, honestly. It makes it look a little sparse here, a little full there. So I don't think it was intent other than just kind of creating that more natural look, if you will. Yeah. Johnny has sort of a, I'm ready, like I'm ready for whatever's happening. Crease yeah. has a come at me, bro type attitude. He doesn't want to be there. And then Daniel has sort of very much an attorney, I'm going to fight this case type of attitude about him. Yeah. He definitely looks like an attorney. He's got his suit on. He just came straight out of LaRusso Auto looking, you know, really great and dapper as usual. But And no one has a gi on. We should point that out. <laughs> no gis. I'm surprised that we see Crease without a gi, but uh, we do. And yeah, pretty interesting photo. I'm super excited to see what this scene is. If it's in episode one or 10, we do not know. But that is the first photo. Ugh. Really, I'm, I'm going nuts. These are these photographs. The teaser is the literal and figurative word here. We are being teased with these photographs because I need to know what's happening here. Exactly. Me too. So photo number two is LaRusso No is the title. And then Entertainment Weekly has put these little subheaders on photo two through eight. And this one says, Daniel and Amanda do not look happy. And Sal, that's exactly right. They do not look happy in the least. I can only deduce by this photograph, they are either at a school, perhaps Samantha's school, obviously. What other school would they be at besides Samantha or Anthony? And since Anthony was not involved in this brawl... Robbie goes to the same school, by the way. Yeah, this has got to be school or, and I say or, heaven forbid, a police station. So they're either at a police station or at a school. There is the American flag in the background, which leads me to believe a school or, like you said, a police station. Their reaction in either space, it could be very disappointed, almost like someone says, going to be expelled or they're going to jail. Mm. It's, it's That is a yeah. big, impactful. Look at, look at her. Amanda is really upset here, and she's digging in and probably has some sort of rebuttal. And look at Daniel's face. Just utter shock. Yeah. You know- as a former juvenile delinquent, when your parent meets with school staff or school authorities without you, that's when it's serious. Very serious. Not good at all. All right. So we're moving on because there's eight to cover. Um, the next one, photo number three, is Fallen Fighter. And in this one, Johnny visits his injured former pupil, Miguel, who suffered a grave injury in the season two finale. And Sal, this is, uh, it's tough to see Miguel in this condition. Although we've already seen the teaser trailer that was released a few months ago that sees him come to life and open his eyes, thank goodness. But if you only saw this one, you think, oh my gosh, this guy's still in a coma. But I also noticed that Johnny looks like he just got in a fight. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Yes, definitely agree. Very painful to see. I mean, seeing Miguel in this state... His eyes are closed, by the way, so he's still unconscious or asleep. A nurse is over Johnny's right shoulder, uh, overlooking the scene. 
yeah, Johnny has a scar on his upper right cheek. I didn't notice that. It looks like he has blood on his shirt. So he was Holy scraping shit. with somebody. <laughs> what the hell was he doing? Where is he was coming he, from? He, was he fighting Crease? I mean, what? I, we have no idea. Did he get drunk and hammered as he walked away from his car that he left on the beach and then get into some altercation? Whatever it is, his hair is disheveled. I mean, he's a mess. Wow. I didn't notice that. Leave it to you, Jason, to see that. Yeah, he's got a cut on his cheek. He's got blood on his shirt. And he's there at Miguel's bedside, and Miguel is still in some sort of coma or comatose state. Yeah, oh, not 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 a good picture. Yeah, what the hell was Johnny doing? Who was he fighting? Who could he possibly have been fighting? Yeah, I don't know. And this would have been after Miguel's mother had banned him from even seeing him. <laughs> so he doubled down, circled back around because he cares, obviously. He has a lot of love for Miguel, and he feels completely responsible for what happened because his own son did it to him. So it's a really tough situation for him and everybody, especially Miguel. But uh, yeah, really tough, touching scene, and I'm dying to obviously see what happens here. What's interesting, you and I, Jason, always talk about extras. That extra in the background who looks like maybe playing a nurse, she doesn't know how pivotal this moment is. Does she know... The impact of this scene, now she's in a photograph. You and I are here in a podcast analyzing the photograph. Does she know how serious this is? Now she's like, are you family? No, but you wouldn't understand if I told you. I'm the family of the person that put him here, so I got to be here. I got to talk to him. Yeah, my strange son did this to him. Pretty tough. And by the way, I should give uh, Carmen credit. Carmen, of course, is Miguel's mother who banned him. And then, you know what? I hope that Johnny gets back on the good side of Carmen's because I thought they made a very special connection. Yeah, I definitely think so. Because when things happen, the idea to all of us becomes who to blame. Right. You know, uh, Carmen wants to blame Johnny, but was this Johnny's fault? No, it was not Johnny's fault that this happened. But meanwhile, your brain wants to assign, you know, responsibility to somebody. Yeah, it's very new. It just happened and she wanted to lash out at somebody. And of course, he came in their life and now her son is in a coma, broken back, may not live. And she's got to blame somebody. And of course, it was Johnny. Well, because the person that you've expelled from your life is also the same person that taught your son how to fight bullies, lest we forget Miguel in the awesome viral video where he kicks everybody's ass in the cafeteria. So the guy that taught your son how to kick ass, is he now your enemy because a horrible thing happened to your son, which was not his fault? Yeah. So we'll see. But, you know, I'm glad that we already know that Miguel wakes up. Thank you for that teaser, Netflix. Because otherwise, I'd be even more concerned. But I'm glad they gave us that spoiler because it put my mind and heart at ease. Well, yeah. But like you said before on subsequent episodes, even though we see his eyes open, well, can he walk? Is he in a vegetative state? I mean, none of us know. No one knows right now who's listening to this, unless you're privy to the production. What happens to Miguel? Does he get up and walk? We don't know. I need to know. He may be rehabbing all season long, for all we know. Let's hope that's the extent of it. Moving on to photo number four, which is No Mercy. And in this one, Tori and Hawk put their best fist forward. 
We see both of them at the dojo wearing their white geese and white belts. And so they've all still been demoted, which happened in season two. They all had to restart. And then you see a lot of students behind. So, you know, what I've learned from this is they're still there. Crease is still running class. As far as we know, we don't know the timeline on this. So who knows? By now, Johnny could have come back and get the dojo back. And we don't know, but I'm just making this assumption. And Cobra Kai looks like it's still thriving. So in this photo, we see Tori delivering a left punch sort of in a... Let me back up a second, Jason. How would you define the word kata? How would you define that? A kata is like doing a routine and you learn a certain routine. It could be punch, block, move forward, kia, spin, and then do the same coming back. And that could be a kata. We don't even call them katas in American Hapkido Karate. It's like do combination number one, combination number two. So it's not always kata. I know I've used that term, but it's just a series of different combinations and moves. They're both doing a yeah, left punch, the right's chambered. They're probably going to move forward and throw the right punch and chamber the left hand. And it might just be also sometimes you're just practicing punching move forward and throw three punches and stay in a, like a horse stance or something. So they could be doing anything. So they're kind of just doing some drills or combinations. Okay. So when I'm looking at this photograph as somebody who has not been trained in martial arts. Okay. So you, you mentioned the word chambered. So Tori's right hand chambered palm up and Hawk's right hand chambered, but he is not palm up. So I wonder if that's just his style or if that was the technique or if he made a mistake who knows? But another thing, more importantly, does Hawk really have a mohawk or does he just have his hair sticking up? Because if you look at this photograph, you wouldn't say he has a mohawk. It almost looks like he has a garden gnome above his head, <laughs> which led me to think, has Hawk ever had a mohawk or did he just have the middle of his hair sticking up? Because mohawk implies shaved on the side. Shaved head. Yeah. yeah, he's had spiky hair. When he became Hawk, it was just really spiky. I would not say he had a mohawk per se, because you're right, it would probably have to have shave sides. And back to his punching, he is either, again, this is a still, I don't know. He could already be going into his right punch, and he's a beat ahead of Tori, or it's just sloppy technique. So I don't know what he's doing. The male in me just thought how how kind of cool it would be to be standing next to Tori throwing punches. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> and the female in her would just <laughs> be so excited to have Sal Rodriguez doing katas and lusting over her, I'm sure. <laughs> the female in her is like, uh, Crease, can I yeah. uh, go somewhere else to do my punches, please? I just want to also add that the white geese remind me of the Karate Kid 1. When Daniel comes into the Cobra Kai Dojo and they are all wearing white geese. So they're not always in their tournament blacks. And in Karate Kid 3, Terry Silver loans Daniel. Was it a black gi? It was a white gi. Oh, and talking Karate Kid 3. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. They always have the white geese and then they have the black geese as well, which are their tough, menacing tournament geese, but I'm assuming sometimes they can wear those at the dojo. But anyway. Yeah, I just want to mention these couple of guys behind Tori and Hawk. Look like big guys. Look, Looking forward to seeing some light heavyweights or heavyweights join Cobra Kai. Looks like a couple of big guys behind Tori and Hawk here. I recognize the one in the middle. Don't know his name offhand, but you're right. Maybe they've uh, recruited well. 
Crease uh, has gone out there and, you know, something he was always good at, it was he was good at having a full student body of participants, of Cobra Kai's. He was always good at this. Even pre-Johnny, when Johnny peeks through the window on Cobra Kai and saw like Crease, it must have been late 70s, and was like, wow, look at this. And it was a class full of students. So he is good at this. Yes. And one thing I have to credit Crease for, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, racial diversity in his student body, lest we forget Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds, member of Cobra Kai. In fact, hell, while all this speculation about season three, are we going to see Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds come out in season three? That would be amazing. We can only (laughs) hope. We can only hope. Now, photo number five, parental discussion. Daniel gets a glare from his grumpy daughter student, Samantha. And that's exactly what's going on. She is not happy with him, Sal. This is the look of disappointment from a daughter to their father. And the background kind of reminds me of where they did that outdoor Miyagi-Do dojo training with Robbie and I guess Amanda joined them as well. Yeah, this is a little easier. You're, you're not trying to guess a courtroom or a principal's office here. They are definitely out in nature, out where Daniel likes to train, out next to a beautiful lake under the sky, which by the way, I love being outside. And so I can totally appreciate this, but this is sort of an easier one. This is, yeah, Daniel and his daughter, Samantha, out there in that beautiful scenic landscape, probably for a day of training. But look how pissed she is. <laughs> I mean, she is not a happy camper. Is, is he moving out of the house? Is this a serious talk? Is he forbidding her to ever talk to Robbie again or Miguel? I mean, something's going down here that's only a parent would know. Well, you know what's good to see? I just realized uh, she's okay, right? Season two, she was in the hospital. Yes? That's true. Good point. She's out and about. So, Samantha is recovered and is okay. So, that's good to see. That's a very good point. Way to have a silver lining there, Sal. Typical teenager. She can, she, she's out of the hospital, recovered, just in time to be upset at her own father. <laughs> that's how it works with teenagers. So, I hear. All right. So, now photo number six is the law one. And it says, looks like Robbie is under lock and key. And Sal, Robbie is in jail or some sort of juvenile hall. I'm not sure. I'm going to say it's jail. And there's cots all over. And he looks dejected and sad, but, you know, he looks healthy. He's got his hands in his pocket. And I guess there's some sort of officer addressing him. When it comes to juvenile crimes, let's say, There's only two places that the juveniles go. One is the police station where they're initially arrested. Then they have to go to either a juvenile hall or a youth authority. Now, being from California, we have California Youth Authority, where I believe criminals go until about the age of 25. So let's say you commit a crime at uh, 17 or 18. You may not go to prison, prison, prison. But you're going to go to what's called a youth authority until about the age of 25. At that point, I think they'll either release you or send you to the adult penitentiary. I think for the most part, you get released at 25 out of the youth authority. So, yeah, right here, Robbie is standing in either a youth authority or the juvenile hall. Yeah, not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture. And really, I am actually really feeling bad for him right, right here because I don't think that, that, you know, Robbie's not a bad guy. No. He just got in a fight and went too far. Yeah. He 
accidentally injured Miguel to this level. I don't think he intentionally meant to injure Miguel to the level where he's paralyzed in a coma. Robbie just went too far in a school fight is what he did. Yeah, it's true. But he also could have killed Miguel. And then it would have been much worse. Oh, oh. And then going back to Johnny, what a horrible position for Johnny to be in for your son to have done this to your student. I know. That's what we just talked oh, about. Oh, my God. And it's bad for Daniel, too, who's befriended and mentored Robbie. His daughter loves Miguel, also cares for Robbie. So it's, it's bad for everybody involved. Not a good situation. And of course, you have another extra in the background over there. Or maybe he's a character that he interacts with. We don't know yet. But just showing that he's in a room, lots of cots are around. So it's kind of like an open system, almost like a hostile-like environment. And we don't know how long Robbie's been here, how long he will be here. But uh, sad indeed. And let's hope that he gets off. I got to add, though, Jason, is Robbie here looks great. Yeah. He looks sad. He looks sad for sure. But he looks great. Yeah. His hair looks fantastic. Yeah. He looks like James Dean here. He does a little bit. You know, that's a really good point. He could play a young James Dean. Or just James Dean, because James Dean was young. Now, photo number seven, also entitled No Mercy. So we have two of those. And this one, Crease addresses his Cobra Kai minions. Now, Sal, this kind of paints the picture that I was talking about in the previous one, kind of guessing how Cobra Kai was doing, who was running it. Not to say that it couldn't change in the course of a season, but here we have Sensei Crease in front of at least 15 students, and there's probably more out of frame, and class looks huge, and Cobra Kai is thriving, Sal. Well, the only person I recognize from the back would be Hawk with his spiked hair. I was trying to figure out if the person behind him is Bert. It looks like Bert. I would go with that. I don't know where Tori's at. So that's for sure Hawk. That's maybe Bert. And that's it. I don't recognize anyone else. Yeah. Which, to my point, lots of new students. Wow. And there's Crease there with his hands on his belt yep. up front, right in front of the strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And then there's some weapons up on the wall. You yeah, see that? some size that you do see in Karate Kid 2. And you see some nunchucks. It looks like three mm -hmm. sets of nunchucks yep. are hanging there and then some sort of staffs. And then on the right side, the watermark is covering them up. But yeah, a lot of weapons looking pretty cool. Two big bags that you can hit. And they're not in that back storage room. They are out front and center in the big part of the dojo. And it looks great. Very much sort of a feeling of a military, uh, almost a an army at weight. Yeah. Yeah, these people look like they're about to do something here. And what I really like about this and this series as a whole is that the showrunners, creators, obviously they hold the Karate Kid franchise in high regard, as do Sal and I and all of our listeners probably. 
But uh, this is kind of an homage. There is a shot from the Karate Kid from like the rafters, if you will, looking down on the Cobra Kai Dojo with Kreese in charge and all the students lined up, very military style. It's a little different, but it's really an homage to that. I think I'm going to post them on Instagram side by side so you can see what I'm talking about. But really cool. I like the how meticulous everything is. I'm ready to see what Cobra Kai Dojo is like under Sensei Kreese's leadership. Well, what this definitely says, if if this photograph says one thing and one thing only, it is Johnny is out and Crease is in. Yeah. All right. So now we have our last photo, Sal, and it's Game Faces. And it's Dimitri looks ready for a rematch. And I like the fact that he has the Valley High, I believe it's Cougars, looks like a Cougar anyway, shirt on. And he's sitting next to a kid who looks just like Carrot Top and looks like they're in PE class or something. Well, Jason, I'm going to uh, take your Carrot Top and raise you a family affair. The, the, I'm going way back. There was a redheaded actor kid. This kid in this photograph with Dimitri looks like that actor from Family Affair. I forgot his name, but he was the son in the uh, television show Family Affair. I believe it was from like the maybe late 50s, early 60s. You got me so, there, Sal. Well, definitely interesting photograph with Dimitri and this carrot top. By the way, my mother would would be excited about carrot top. My mother loves redheads. Like when my mother and I are out in public, she will like fuss over a redheaded person, especially if they're a redheaded guy or boy or man. She loves redheads. My mother would love this guy in the photograph with Dimitri. Very interesting. So it does look like they're in PE class. You can kind of see a volleyball in the background. They're outside. That's that's for sure. And there's other people dressed the same. They're out of focus, but they have that gray shirt on. And am I mistaken, but when I look closely at this photograph, it almost looks like Dimitri's got a bit of a new attitude, a, a little bit of toughness now behind those eyes. Yeah, he looks really menacing. We know he had that fight and altercation with Hawk in the season two finale, in which he does knock him through the trophy cases. So he's already got some revenge, but maybe he's just gotten tougher since then, Sal. This photo is interesting because there's a few things happening. One is this redheaded guy might be a new character. For us, he's an extra because we don't know who this guy is, but he could be a new character. But then you look at who this redheaded guy and Dimitri are looking at. Yeah. Looks like maybe a female. We see hair flowing down. This is the left-hand side of the photograph. Are they looking at Samantha? Who else would it be? It would have to be either Samantha or Tori, right? Those would be the the primary young females in this universe. So right now, it looks like Dimitri is giving some sort of uh, eye to Samantha or Tori, uh, maybe in some some sort of PE field. Yeah, that's what I think is happening here. And since he's a Miyagi-Do dojo student, I'm led to believe it's Sam. Mm, yeah. Otherwise, it would be more antagonistic if that were Tori. Right. It's a good shot. It invokes a lot of questions. Who's this redheaded kid? Your mother's going to be a big fan of the show if he's a cast <laughs> member. A lot of things. A lot of things at play here. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's our eight photos, our exclusive first look photos, courtesy of Netflix and Entertainment Weekly. And I'm more excited than ever for January 8th. Oh, yeah. If anything, these photographs only are driving me crazier because now I need to know more. It triggers a whole bunch of thoughts and speculation in my head about what we can anticipate seeing 
in season three. So this <laughs> Entertainment Weekly article by Kristen Baldwin is only driving me crazier. Yeah. Well, we'll be on the lookout for any other sneak peeks. And in the meantime, we have other special episodes coming and uh, we're going with you week by week. The countdown has begun. We're at the month stage. So buckle up, get ready because it's coming. Well, you know what? Uh, To invoke season one of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, I'm totally kied out. (laughs) That's right. That was your old go-to. So thank you so much for listening, and we greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow us on social media at Let's Talk Cobra Kai, and please message us if you have any comments or questions. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter of the show, just search for Let's Talk Cobra Kai. And if you're just curious about our other shows, please visit JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.